why don't we just thank the presence of the Lord. Amen. Father, we just thank you for visiting us, God. Lord, again, God, it's so good to come into your house, Lord. It's so good to be, Lord, in the New Testament church, God. Lord, no longer, God, we need blood sacrifice, God. You paid it all. And Father, today we want to respond, Lord. Amen. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. God, have your way. Do your will, God. As we come into your presence, God, we're thankful, God, that we can come boldly, Lord, into your presence, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, God, to obtain mercy and to find grace in time of need. So, Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise. Have your way today. Amen. Again, I thank you, God, for all that are watching in, all that are worshiping you, God. I'm thankful, God, that I'm in the part of the body of Christ. God, I pray, God, that today, God, that you fill them with the will of God. Father, I pray, God, that they will continue to grow, Lord, in wisdom, Lord, and the knowledge, God, of, of who you are, Lord, and they will continue to understand your ways, Father, and Lord, that we in return, will walk worthy of that calling, Father, not by our own strength, but by the strength of your Spirit. So God, I thank you, God, for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And Father, today, God, before we move on to the next part of the service, God, we also just want to continue to keep, God, all those people that are in the front lines, God, right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, again, God, I'm asking, God, that you, uh, Lord, have let your, Lord, protect all those people that are the front Unliners, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that your hands, God, will do, God, that great work in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray you'll protect them. I pray, God, that you will watch over them. I pray, God, that, Lord, that you who began a good work, you will complete your work in their life. Father, I pray, Lord, for your hands of protection. God, I pray, God, that you continue to give, God, our leaders the wisdom that is necessary, God, to do your work, oh God, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray, Lord, for the next phase, God, that your hands, God, will be upon your people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, have your way, do your will, God. Again, God, we give you honor, we give you praise. Hallelujah, God. And Father, right now, God, we want to take an opportunity, Lord, to give unto you. Uh, Lord, I ask God that you will, Lord, take this offering and expand it, oh God. Use it, God, for your kingdom, Lord. Lord, that the Lord that you use whatever God we have, God, to propagate, oh God, the gospel. Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, use it for your glory. Lord, again, God, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Amen. I hope you had a wonderful morning. Amen. Again, you know, the Lord is good. Amen. The Lord is uh, gracious. I can't wait to gather together with you on the, uh, what do you call that? Uh, um, uh, the 4th of July. Amen. I just can't wait for that uh, when we can gather. And I need this week for you to pay attention uh, to some of our reports and, uh, you know, what we're going to be doing. So wait for announcements, whether it's the email or SMS, and if you can respond, if you can respond to our text quickly, it will really, really be helpful. Amen. So again, uh, today I come to you, you know, with, um, you know, a desire to minister. You know, uh, I'm asking God to bless us. I'm asking God to help us. 
help us flow in the Holy Ghost. You know, um, we need to the presence of the Lord. Uh, we need God to help us, amen, flow into what He's doing. We need His presence, amen. Again, uh, you know, we are embarking on today's series called uh, Embracing His Presence. So I'm asking God to help us, amen. Is that okay with you? Why don't we just lift our voice for a moment and ask God to help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, that you give us ears to hear. Lord, in the name of Jesus, have your way, do your will, God. Lord, again, God, we need you. Lord, I pray that you be with us in a very special way. I pray, God, for, Lord, your hands to be upon, Lord, today's message. Again, God, I'm asking, God, that you, Lord, will touch everyone that is online today. Amen. Uh, make the word of God applicable for us, God, as we enter into your presence. Thank you, Father. Lord, again, in the name of Jesus, uh, bless all those that are listening in. In Jesus' name, we pray and all God's people say, Amen. I don't know why there's a feedback coming uh, again. Anyway, we'll figure that out. Uh, but again, the Lord is good. Uh, if you have your Bible, Amen. I want us to turn to the scripture that is found in Psalms chapter 42 to 43. Amen. Uh, we are going to be unpacking these verses. And, you know, this is a very familiar passage of scripture. And we've been uh, singing this uh, scripture, you know, as far as I can remember, you know, and I love this scripture, but sometimes because, you know, you're so acquainted of the scripture, you presume that you know what it means. You know, uh, when this week I was studying this Psalms chapter 42, all the way to 43, they are connected. You know, they are the songs of the, from the sons of Korah. Amen. David did not write this sound, but it was the sons of Korah. Korah's, you know, the sons of Korah uh, was uh, responsible for uh, uh, ushering the presence of the Lord. They are, they are what they call worship leaders in, uh, in, in those days, in, in David's time. Amen. So we're going to be unpacking uh, this verses, Psalm chapter 42 to 43. You know, a uh, subtitle of this, uh, you know, uh, uh, message would be, what do I do if I don't feel God? Amen. Okay. So let's, let's go quickly now to, uh, you know, the scripture and ask, you know, and read it together with me. You know, I don't know where you are at. I hope, you know, you are paying attention. You know, I know that some of you are, are at home worshiping the Lord, but, you know, uh, let's, let's give God our attention for the next few moments. Okay. Psalm chapter 42, verse 1 onwards. Here we go. As the deer pens for the water brooks, so my soul. So pens my soul for you. Amen. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. Underline the word, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise and with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted 
within me. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep calls unto deep. This is where we get, you know, our DCD uh, 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 name. Deep calls unto deep. At the noise of your waterfalls, all your waves and be billows have gone over me. The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime and in the night His song shall be with me. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why and why are you disquieted? Within me, hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. Psalms 43. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust men, for you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God. To God, my exceeding joy. And on the harp, I will praise you. Oh God, my God, why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. Amen. Again, today I want to talk to you and I'm going to be unpacking this whole uh, chapter. You know, I'm excited to share with you, you know, uh, you know, this few passages of scripture. Again, uh, I don't know about you, but when you talk about, you know, physical growth and physical health, you have two kinds of practices or discipline, okay? First of all, you have this thing called trainers. You know, some of you are trainers or some of you need a trainer to get you going to get exercise. And you have doctors, amen, okay? Through nutrition and exercise, trainers will help you get further than you will. They help you make you progress physically. When you get sick, on the other hand, or maybe you get injured, you need a doctor to get back on track, okay? You need trainers to get you forward from where you were and you need doctors to get you back to where you were physically. Same thing spiritually. There are spiritual disciplines that are more like training and we'll be looking at them later on. But there are also some spiritual disciplines that are like the defensive sort of discipline. <laughs> you know, 
there are ways of treating problems and difficulties. And we're going to look at that today. Today, we're going to strengthen our immunity. Amen. You know, I don't know about you, but I met people that uh, look fit on the outside, but when they are sick, they are really, really, really sick. Amen. So again, not only we want to focus on our muscles, but we also want to focus on our defense. And, and sometimes, you know, the enemy can come in and, and attack us, but our, you know, defense is not strong. Amen. And today I want to give you some clues how to improve your defensive measures. Amen. Okay. Everybody say praise God. You see, before we begin, I'm going to give you a little bit of context of Psalms chapter 42 verse 1. You know, it's a metaphorical form and then verse 2 explains, you know, the metaphor. You know, it begins with this, you know, uh, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. Again, I just want you to understand that, you know, in this passage of scripture, it's talking about deers and deers are unlike sheep. You know, deers are, are not stupid. You know, they, they don't want to wait until they are dying of thirst before they look for water. They know where to look for food. Uh, uh, when you're talking about sheep, okay, sheep don't even know what's good for them, don't even know what to drink, cannot tell from a poisonous to a non-poisonous. But the word picture today that we are looking at is a panting deer. You know, and I want to understand, you know, I want you to understand very carefully, a panting deer is not a thirsty deer. Amen. I say again, a panting deer is not a thirsty deer. Okay. A panting deer is a deer. Okay. That is literally dying of thirst. Amen. Therefore, a panting deer is a deer that has come down to the river bed where it used to and in the heat of the day, easing its thirst through cool clear streams of water and finds uh, the river bed dry. The psalmist is saying, I'm like the deer and God is like the dry river bed. Amen. And there are times we do feel that way. Aren't you glad that, 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 that you know, the psalmist is able to write it down? Amen. You know, and, and help us, you know. Again, uh, uh, I, I just want you to understand another point here. It's not that uh, this psalmist doesn't believe in God anymore, but the psalmist can't sense God as present. The psalmist can't sense God as that living God. The personal sense that there's a God who, who is always there dealing with and dealing with me. There is such a ping experience as a give and take. Somehow or other, the scripture tells us it's gone. Amen. And then when you read the word when shall I come appear before God? It literally means when shall I see the face of God? Over and over again, you know, he, 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 you know, the psalmist is writing, you know, I can't sense you, you know, again, let me say it again. This doesn't mean that he doesn't believe there is a God who is everywhere. It means that he's lost that, that relational, relational experience of God's presence. He has no more taste, no more feel, no more sight, no more sound of God in his soul. Amen. That means, you know, thoughts about God that used to comfort and sweeten, you know, that experience and, 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 and doesn't resonate, uh, uh, what, what's that word? Uh, res resonate with Him. Amen. Uh, and, 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 and again, you know, 
somehow rather in this condition, he's describing that he's lost the reality of God. You know, not the belief in God, he has just lost the reality of God. He has lost the sense of God's presence in his heart and in his soul. He no longer feels like he has a hold on God. He no longer has a sense that there's a God who is there, whom he is, he's in, in a personal relationship. He's experiencing spiritual dryness, spiritual drought, spiritual darkness and spiritual deadness. Nothing resonates. Amen. It's like, like, you know, when you have a handphone, there is no signal. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There is no signal. God, where are you? <laughs> you know, I'm dying here, Lord. You know, I, I wonder, you know, sometimes, you know, I feel that, 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 that for us to come to that place, you know, sometimes we are so easily, you know, replacing God with idols with 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 entertainment with 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 uh you know the lust of the flesh the pride of life i i, I pray that that the people of god is able to pant amen for god amen and and i i want to challenge us today you know as we come into the presence of god you know let us Remember that we need him. Let us remember that, that we, 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 we need to hunger for him. Amen. In the name of Jesus, let us not forget that, that we need God. Let us, you know, that's why it is so important for us to come together. Sometimes, you know, I need to be reminded. Amen. And again, in this context of Psalms, I, 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 I just want you to understand, you know, in, in other parts of the Psalms, you know, uh, uh, sometimes spiritual dryness and deadness coexist with a sense of guilt. There are numbers of Psalms where the reason the Psalm has lost God's presence and has lost the sense of God reality is the Psalmist has done something wrong. Therefore, the psalmist feels guilty. And then in the psalm, you will hear his confession of his sin and he has to repent. But did you notice that in this psalm, Psalms 42 to Psalm 43, amen, there was no confession at all. Amen. This psalms, psalmist, the writer is experiencing dead dryness, a dead spiritual drought, a dead spiritual deadness. And he has, he has done nothing wrong. It has come upon him. This very, this is very important because Singaporeans, you know, I'm a Singaporean, okay? If something is wrong, they always look for a reason, amen, so that they can blame something, <laughs> amen. But in Psalms 42, nothing should be wrong, amen. If something is wrong, then there's somebody I can blame. I would say that one of the reasons it is tough for Christians to admit their Christian friend just how deeply dry they are is the fact that the friend might say, what, uh, uh, you don't have you don't have God's presence in your life. Uh, could it be that you know you never pray enough? You never pray in faith. Uh, uh, could it be that that you know you never confess all your sins? Could it be that you are double-minded? Could it be that 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 you are not claiming the promises uh, uh, of God? Or could it be that you need to rebuke the devil? Could you be that you need to uh, plead the blood? Uh, uh, you know, could it be that you need to spend more time in Thanksgiving? You know, again, you know. Uh, 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 if you are not careful, we start to go down the to-do list, you know, and obviously you, you are not doing something wrong. But here's the bottom line. In this Psalms, this guy is not doing anything wrong. Let me repeat that again. This guy, 
This, this sons of Korah, when they panning down, this guy is not doing anything wrong. He's just dying of spiritual thirst. There is no confession here in this scripture. There is no, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm hide them no longer. I repent. It doesn't say that. You see, this condition will come upon you. This will happen to all of us. Amen. And, 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 and it's not because you've done anything wrong. Sometimes you've done nothing wrong. <laughs> and, and, and again, I want us to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. Amen. I, I love this scripture very much. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. Uh, okay, let me flip there right now. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. It says this, To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, again, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, in Singapore, <laughs> we only got two seasons. Either it's hot or rainy. You know, again, uh, I think it's very, very important that we need to understand as a Christian, we do have seasons in life. Amen. You know, again, seasons are controlled by God. It's not controlled by us. In fact, you know, in US, we have the spring, the summer, the fall, and the winter. Let me show you real quickly. Spring, summer, fall, and winter, and all this has a very crucial part in God's timetable. You see, you know, I, 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 I just want you to understand a few things, you know, that, that God knows all things. And, and there are times and periods of season that it'll be spring for us. Spring is beautiful. Spring is just the beginning of life. Amen. Everything is excitement. Everything is new. And at this period of time, you will plow and you sow seed. You will start to invest. Amen. And then there's this season, which is the dry season. It's called times in the summer is hot and, and 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 during this time you know you need to replenish yourself with more fluid you need to spend time you know uh, uh protecting uh, uh your crop amen and and it's a time you know sometimes you know where we have to uh, uh, uh require people to help us amen <laughs> require to add you know additional comfort additional encouragement during the times of summer but summer is not here to last guys the next one is the time of fall. It's a season of fall. You know, season of fall is a season of reaping. It's a season of joyous occasion. Amen. So if you are going through any of this season, whether it's spring, summer, fall, winter, everyone has its benefits and everyone of his, has its characteristics, you know, and, and during this period of time, you need to sense, you know, like the scripture says in, in Chronicles that, that we need to have become like the sons of Issachar who know the seasons who know what to do you know again an activity in done in the wrong season is useless amen 
Okay, here's the point. You know, spiritual dryness and deadness can happen as a result of you doing something wrong and also as a result of you doing nothing. <laughs> Amen. It, it can happen with, with, with something wrong or it can happen without anything wrong. Amen. You may not do anything wrong. Amen. Therefore, it will happen to you even you are doing your daily, you know, devotion. You are on fire for God and it will happen to you. And now the reason you need to know that is because one of the big problems is new Christians in particular when they enter a, this season you know of dryness they begin to doubt amen they begin to start to say maybe this whole thing about being filled with the Holy Ghost is just my emotions you know again because they are stuck in this season I've seen how people walk away to DCD discouraged because they did not get their breakthrough amen I, I, I do not know why but some people will get their breakthrough in DCD, but some people will get their breakthrough somewhere else. Amen. Amen. But it's not because you do uh, something wrong. Sometimes you are doing the right thing. Amen. And this season in your life, you need to know how to deal with it because when you mishandle this season, it is, it can destroy you. Amen. I say again, it can destroy you. And, and, and that's why it is important that, that you have people around you, that people who know spring, summer, fall and winter. Amen. And, and during winter, okay, winter is a very cold time. You know, it's a time of, of rest. Amen. It's a time where you sharpen your uh, instruments. You, 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 you start to take time to digest because you can't do very much in the uh, uh, times of winter. So, you know, if you are a new Christian, Okay, you know, we do, we want you to know that there are times of season, amen. And, and it is important that you learn this season so that you will not be deceived by the evil one, amen. And then there's also another second group of people that I want to address today, amen. Whether you are new or not, we have to be careful about uh, how we deal with this because, you know, uh, drought happens and we do not want uh, we do not respond to it very well. I know people who are very active in exercise, but when they are when they get sick, they crash. Likewise, they are poorly equipped in dealing with some of these seasons of their life. Amen. So today, my goal is to help equip you how to deal with spiritual dryness in your life. You know, it comes to us and we don't know how to deal with it. And then if you are not careful, we will end up the last group of people. Amen. The last group of people, you were a Christian before you understood yourself as a Christian. And one of these times of spiritual dryness came. Amen. And, and you couldn't see where it was coming from. You didn't do anything wrong in the sense you mishandled the season. Amen. Notice in the Psalms, he doesn't say that he don't believe in God. God, he says that I can't feel him. You know, I can't feel him. But if you don't do the right thing with it, if you don't treat it properly, God will become so unreal to you. It starts to take over everything, including your beliefs, including your intellect. You know, I continually meet people in whom I think this is what has happened. They can remember being Christians. They still don't know now where they are at, they feel like they are in a twilight zone. They feel that they are stuck. They can't completely abandon the Christian faith. They can't completely get rid of it. Yet they have such deep, profound reservation about God, about their faith, about themselves. They are sought 
of stuck. They are not sure whether they are Christian or not. You know, again, they ask me, am I going to be saved? Uh, really, I, what, what am I supposed to say? Usually it's because years ago, this happened and they never got themselves back on track. What started out as a kind of sense of alienation from God became something much more and it destroyed them. So you need to know how to deal with this condition because it will come. Let me say that again. It will come. You know, and today I want to talk about some casual factors or some casual cause, you know. Again, sometimes you may not be uh, uh, doing anything, but, but uh, from my experience, you know, uh, as a pastor, I can see trends. I can see some triggers, you know. And I want to share with you some of these triggers that will help you, you know, and you got to ask yourself, so why are you so downcast? Amen. The things that I'm going to tell you don't have to be uh, automatically, you know, uh, 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 you know, it, it, it don't have, it, it may not be any of these factors, but, but, but somehow or rather, you know, uh, there tend to be an association with this condition. And, and this, this casual factors tend uh, to be associated with spiritual dryness, spiritual drought, spiritual darkness, and spiritual uh, 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 emptiness. Amen. So again, you know, uh, I, I want to talk to you that. I want to talk to you for a while, you know, about these casual uh, uh, causes, you know, and, and the first cause, you know, I, I really want to talk about this cause because it is, you know, it is uh, for some of us today, you know, because we are in this uh, pandemic, we cannot gather together. The first cause is what I call the disruption of community. Amen. Okay. Whoops. Okay. Amen. The first cause is what I call the disruption of community. Amen. Okay. Uh, let's read in Psalms chapter 42, verse 4. When I remember these things, I pour my soul within me. I used to go with the multitude and I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Amen. Again, then you read the next two verses. You know, it goes like this. Oh my God, I will remember you in the land of Jordan. Amen. Uh, and then it goes on, you know, uh, the heights of Hermon. And from the hill, uh, you know, from the hill, Miza. Okay. We don't know why this happened, but in the scripture, it tells us that he used to be in the southern part of Judah. He used to go to the temple. He used to regularly be part of a temple worship, but because of the feasting and part of the joy and the praise, but now he's in the northern part. He's away from the people of God. He is away from the congregation, away from temple, away from the worship. He's up in the north. He's up on the mountain range of which Mount Hermon, Hermon sorry, if we... Uh, Mount Hermon is the peak, but it's kind of long mountain range. He is in the north. He is away from all that. We don't know why. We don't know if he was captured. We don't know if he was exiled. We don't know if he moved there. We don't know why, but 
there was a disruption. Amen. Amen. This reminds me of the pandemic. Amen. There is the individual Bible study and there is this corporate Bible study that we used to have. Amen. You know, there is this prayer meeting that we will come together on a Tuesday and then there is this, you know, individual prayer meeting. Amen. We need both of them. Amen. You know, again, the scripture says he longs and he remembers formerly the pilgrim feast. For example, what's the pilgrim feast? The pilgrim feast is something very similar to what we are doing. Amen. It's like DCD. <laughs> you know, somehow or rather those things was missing. <laughs> Amen. Those things was gone. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, oh no DCD. You know, the you know, I mean, I, I don't claim that we go eat a lot of feasts, <laughs> you know, but 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 there were food, there was rejoicing, the God's people cooperate. Uh, corporately worship the Lord. There was a majestic presence of God. There was such a strong presence of God. There we see the mighty acts of God. There, you know, we see breakthroughs. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, again, you know, uh, 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 you know, they came together. You know, the children of Israel come together for Passover. Amen. They come together to celebrate. They came from all over the country. They came together. They read the scripture passage about the Exodus, about the great what great God, what, what great things that God has done. They remember how He made them a people, how He saved them by bringing them out of the uh, uh, Egypt. Amen. And they recommitted themselves and they praised God together. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You remember the time. Amen. We, we go DCD. We come celebrate the goodness of God. We come to thank God for another year. We're still standing. Amen. We dance and we shout. Amen. You see, this could be either a Bible study. This could be a prayer meeting. This could be a DCD. This could be a Sunday service. Amen. And again, I want to tell all of us, TJ people, especially, you know, again, never underestimate the importance of communal spiritual discipline. Let me say that again. Never underestimate the importance of communal spiritual disciplines. Over and over again, I hear people say, I can be a good Christian. I can be a spiritual person without gathering together as a church. I can be a spiritual person without being a part of another institution. I can be a spiritual person, a very good spiritual person all by myself. Of course, that is totally opposing the biblical Christianity. Amen. The Bible calls us the body of Christ. If you chop your hand and you leave it around, you will die. You will rot. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Some people tell me, oh, I'm a part of the, 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 the invisible church, you know, uh, uh, you know, of God. You know, everywhere I go, I don't need to be committed. I just go there, go there. God take care of me. Then when they are down and out, when you need someone to come lay hands on you and pray, you know, get your invisible pastor to go there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Again, we are the body of Christ, you know. You know, again, we need each other. That's why... We are excited that we are coming together again on the 4th of July, that we are coming to celebrate God's goodness, even though we are not coming together as a whole group of people. But nevertheless, 50 is better than being individual. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Again, I think it is exciting for us. Again, you know, uh, uh, as a Christian, we need the body of Christ. How, how do you know that you are right all, uh, uh, you are all right all by yourself? How can you stay hot by yourself? Again, 
you know, this man that, that writes this doesn't underestimate it, but we tend to, as a result, we, 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 we very often fall into spiritual dryness and we want to come as individuals, but, but and, and we want to get our little fix, our sermon, our music, and, and we want to get our fix, you know, uh, uh, by staying at home. Wow. <laughs> Amen. You know, again, I understand the, uh, the context that we cannot gather, but as soon as we gather, amen, I, I hope you don't have that kind of attitude that says, well, I pray, I pray that we cannot gather. I pray uh, so I can watch it. I mean, it's that my take, my response is this. Oh no, I cannot go to church again. Oh no. <laughs> you know, we need to be part of a regular community study, a regular community prayer meeting, a regular community of people that will come to God to lift up His name. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, again, I, I just want to give you a, 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 you know, something that is very important. You know, pastor did not become pastor overnight. I was a TJ saint first, you know, and this is something that I realized, you know, I've been in TJ for a long time and, and people constantly come and go. People go from different phases, different seasons of life. They come and go, you know, uh, uh, they come in year by year, but they also leave year by year. But at the end, same time, there is something that I, Constantly is actively, actively reconstructing my community almost every year. Amen. What do you mean by this? You know, I don't just become passive about it. I, I, I make new friends. Amen. <laughs> because people come and go. You know, you know, you don't talk the same subject. People go to different seasons of life. And we need to actively not rely on the old friendship. You know, we need to go actively make new friendship because people go from season to season. Amen. And if you don't uh, 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 have this communal discipline, which means that you continue to build your own community. Amen. Amen. You know, you will experience dryness. Okay. You will experience dryness. Again, uh, we are living in a pandemic, you know, and People that you used to go out to, you don't go. <laughs> you know, you're going to another location now and you're forced. Oh, who, who can I hang out with? You know, make new friends. <laughs> Amen. Don't give up. Be active about it. You, you know, you got to be spiritually dry. Amen. If you, if, if, if you allow the disruption to take a hold of you, you got to do something. You know, in the States, I get to know as many people as I can. Amen. I was there for a month, but, but nevertheless, I want to fellowship. I want, because you know, I have to not wait for something to happen. I have to actively, amen, not allow the disruption of community. Amen. Okay. So again, that's the way to survive this pandemic. Amen. Get active. Amen. If you can, get active. And, and there's another trigger point here is what I call disillusion. Amen. Disillusion. Okay, here we go. You know, this illusion, you know, it says this in, in verse 3, my tears have been my food day and night while they continue to say to me, where is your God? And I'll say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Amen. Again, we see this, that the second casual factor, you know, the trigger point may be this illusionment of the events, you know, notice this, you know, in verse three, you say, where is your God? Here, the enemy is very different, okay? The enemies of these Psalms are not like the enemies of many other Psalms. 
Many of the other Psalms have enemies who are after the person's life, after the Psalmist's life, trying to kill him. But in this case, you notice the enemies are taunting him. The enemies come along, he's living with them. So these aren't the same kind of enemies. They are taunting him. They are saying, where is your God? He's going to his heart because, you know, in verse 9, he says this, I will say, you know, it was at first they say, but now he has gotten to verse 9. Let, let's, let's turn there again. You know, again, if you look at verse 3, it says, while they continually say to me, where is your God? Because of this influence, now he's influencing them in verse 9. I will say to God, my rock, where, why have you forgotten me? It's influencing him. <laughs> Amen. He's getting a bit disillusioned <laughs> Amen. Why have you forgotten me? Again, you know, we don't know the very specific, but we do know this, you know, uh, 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 this, this, this person who's writing this, he's very disappointed. He's disillusioned. Maybe events uh, are not happening the way he wants it to happen. You know, again, you know, you don't ask the question, where is your God? Unless things are happening that don't fit in your idea of, Good, loving, holy, just, and wise God. <laughs> Amen. So, so what, what's the question? Where is your God? He goes like this. If he's your God, if he's really your God, then why is this happening to you? You know, again, it's not a question from the outside, like in verse 3 and 10. It's a question from the inside. The psalmist himself is saying, why have you forgotten me? Amen. You know, why have you forgotten me? You know, it may be things like, 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 like this year you committed, oh, I'm going to be more serious with God. I committed to teach more UTV. I committed to, to be more involved, go mission trip, you know, and then, wow, your UTV student don't respond. Everything that you, you wanted to do just go awfully wrong, did not go the way you planned it. In fact, those people, wow, that, 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 that you thought that, that you're going to get the victory, you know, you know, and, and, and you may say that, well, I'll teach so many UTV and they don't stay, you get disillusioned, you know, and, and, and that will cause a bit of dryness in you. And these are trigger points that, that will make you question, oh, you know, why like that? You know, I committed to life to Christ and everything is falling apart. Why did that happen? You say to yourself, I can't understand if, if I'm not committed. Okay, la, but now I committed, but I don't see it. What? I don't see any results. And, and, and again, this disillusionment, disillusion, disillusionment, can cause you to start to stray and to get dry. Amen. <laughs> okay. Three things. Amen. Okay. Disruption of community uh, and, and disillusionment. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes it comes all together. If, 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 if I'm committed, why is this happening to me? Why is bad thing happening to good people? So it causes you to, to sort of question and, and, and if you ponder that a little bit, you know, you start to take that route of, you know, dryness. Amen. And, and the last one, ah, this is very important. Deprivation. 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 Sorry. Deprivation. Okay. Deprivation. You know, let's, let's, let's look at this for a while. You know, again, uh, you know, my tears have been my food day and night. Amen. While they continually say to me, where is your God? My tears have been my food day and night. You know, this talks about, you know, being deprived physically. Amen. You know, again, uh, when you read this scripture, he says this, I'm not eating. 
Tears are all I'm eating. The only thing that I eat are my tears. The first thing he's saying that I have no appetite. He has stopped eating. He has lost his appetite and a sign of clinical depression. You know, and then he, the next thing that is important, he says that he is not sleeping. He doesn't just say tears have been my food all day, but my tears have been my food day and night. I'm weeping all night. You know, you don't weep all night if you are sleep, uh, sleeping. <laughs> Amen. So he's not eating and he's not sleeping. What does that mean? It means that you're not going to be able to deal with the overall condition if you ignore the fact now there is a physical aspect to it. It could be disillusionment. It could be disruption. It could be other things that led him to this situation. But now, he's not going to... Uh, he's not going to, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, pull himself out of it because the tiredness and the lack of eating and the sleeping is aggravating the situation. People who are physically weak are more prone to attacks of spiritual discuss, uh, discouragement and, 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 and depression. If you recognize that, uh, that uh, you know, physically, you know, you are not doing well, it may be partly responsible for your spiritual condition and you need to make more allowance for this. You better, you know, uh, 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 take care of your physical self, you know, uh, so that you are able to deal with spiritual issues. Amen. You know, again, that this is so important for us. This is, uh, uh, you know, what I've learned when I look at spiritual discouragement or when I go or when I'm spiritually discouraged, discouraged or when I don't feel God, you know, I have a tendency to ignore the physical, but I thank God. Sometimes my wife will come along and say, you need to sleep. <laughs> Amen. You know, I, I have a hard time sleeping. You need to cut away your caffeine, <laughs> you know, and just go sleep, you know. And then after I get up, wow, thank God. <laughs> you know, I'm able to deal with, 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 with the things of the spirit. You know, if you are discouraged and you are depressed, you're going to listen to you and we're going to accept you. We listen to you and support you. But at the end of the day, we also want you to listen to us. <laughs> Amen. Okay. The Bible says that, you know, you have that emotional aspect, so you need friends. You have that physical aspect, so you need rest and food. And maybe, maybe medicine to help you bring back that sleep that is needed to your mind. Okay. And also, you have also a spiritual aspect and you need truth. Amen. That's why the Bible says that we need to speak the truth in love. Okay. So three, 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 three major points here that will cause us sometimes to, to trigger the whole <laughs> to flow of this thing called spiritual dryness. Or it may be nothing at all. Okay. You know, I'm not saying that all these are the, the, the cause, but it may be a buildup of causes, you know, and, and, and we got to be very, very careful, you know, how we create strategies that will help us Amen. So again, you know, let's let's look at the three casual factors, the disruption of community, like the pandemic, disillusionment, amen, being uh, deprived, deprivation, amen, of sleep, of rest. You know, some people say that, you know, working from home is more stress, <laughs> amen. Home-based learning, oh, Jesus, help me, amen. So now, okay, I'm going to, 
give you some cures. Amen. Ah, okay, we heard the causes. I think the most important part is we are looking for some cures. Amen. Amen. Cures that will help us. I, I want to focus on this cure. Okay, this cure. And the first one that we look at is uh, cure number one. He pours out his soul. Amen. He pours out his soul. You know, Psalm chapter 42, verse 5, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. Amen. Okay. You know, again, you know, he pour out his soul. Do you know what he's doing? Pour out his soul. You know, again, here's what is ironic here. He don't feel God. That's his problem. I don't feel God. I get nothing out of worship. I get nothing out of prayer. I get nothing out of Bible reading. I don't sense him at all. And, and, and you know, he's writing this down, what he's doing in Psalm chapter 42 and 43. It is an eloquent, theological, rich, sustained, beautiful, reflective, you know, prayer and meditation. Amen. It is what we call the pouring out. Amen. He was just real. Amen. I, I remember you know, Richard Kazaski, you know, he has an audio tape, you know, he says, you can tell it all. He sings a song. You can tell it all to Jesus and you can even share the details. You can tell it all to him. You know, and that's what pouring out really looks like. I, I want to pour out my fears. I want to pour out my anxiety. I want to talk to him for a moment. Amen. I want to pour out. You know, again, the first thing you have to do is to, to sometimes, you know, uh, 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 if you don't go get anything from, from worship in this period of time, in your dry time, and, 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 and if you don't get anything out of prayer and you don't miss it, if you don't get anything out of Bible reading and you don't miss it, pour out your soul. Amen. You say, God, I don't feel anything. Fine, then talk about it. Talk about, if nothing else, just talk to God. Amen. How you're getting nothing out of it, just tell Him. Amen. If nothing else, Talk to God about how much you miss Him. Talk to God about, you know, uh, 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 you don't feel His presence. You feel that He's absent. You know, just pour out your soul. In fact, the more disciplined, you know, you are about pouring out your soul, you are able to come to real, authentic relationship. You worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. Just, just be real before God. Don't be rude. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I can be rude and I can I, I, I could go back there, you know, and say, God, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's my soul crying out to you. You know, just pour it out to Him. And the second thing, you know, this is very important. The second thing, He, he analyzes this thing called hope. Amen. Hope. You know, again, uh, 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 I want to talk about this for a moment. You know, uh, in Psalm chapter 42, verse 5, He tells us, you know, uh, uh, why? Oh, let me turn there. Okay, Psalm chapter 2, 40, Psalm chapter 42, verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Amen. Psalms 42, verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within, my, within me? Hope in God. You see again, hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my continence. And my God, Psalm chapter 43, verse 5. Why are you so cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, 
for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Amen. Okay, the second thing that I really want to talk about, he analyzes hope. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He analyzes hope. In verse 5, verse 11, verse 43 to verse 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. Three times he does this. <laughs> He's actually asking himself, why did I get so downcast? Why is he looking for his hope? He says, why am I so cast down? It is because sometimes, sometimes we put our hope in some things that are not letting me down or that are letting me down. <laughs> Amen. That we put our hope on things that are letting us down. <laughs> Amen. Even though I say spiritual dryness can come upon you, without you sinning, you know. Uh, however, spiritual dryness is a perfect time also to examine your heart because spiritual dryness reveals excessive love, false hope. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes, you know, when nothing is happening, you know, uh, 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 you know, we put our hope in our job. We put our hope in our careers. We put our hope in our business when there is, there, 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 there is an interruption, when we get disillusioned. So it's time for us to redirect or refocus our hope, not in stuff, amen, not in our bank account. You know, I've said this many times. I don't know whether you heard this when I pray. He make me lie down in grain pasture, not my bank account, not my job security. He, he is God, amen. So again, a perfect example of this, this, this uh, putting your hope in other things except God is found in Psalm chapter 3. You know, Psalm chapter 3 is about when David was on the run for his life because his favorite son, the son he loved most, Absalom, had actually pulled off a coop and was trying to take David's throne and was now trying to hunt him down and kill him so he could have the kingship. There were two things in David's life that had been the source of his glory. The word glory literally means weight. It means significant. It means something that makes you matter. Amen. Two things that were David's glory. Amen. Which is the love of his son and family. And the second, the love and the acclaim of his people. Let me say that again. David had two glories. First, his family. Oh, my pride and joy. <laughs> and second, his people. Oh, look at them. They love me. But you know what? In Psalm chapter 3, he lost both of them. Right in the middle of Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. Let's look at what he says. Amen. He <laughs> goes like this, Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. But you, oh Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. Amen. Sometimes, you know, uh, uh, we need to redirect, amen, our, our hope. Analyze where you're putting your hope and redirect your hope. You know, what he's doing at this point in time, he says, my son used to be my glory. My people used to be my glory. I lost them and it hurts me, but I'm not devastated because what I'm going to do at this moment is to relocate my glory in you, your approval, your smile, your love, your support. And I have that. And if I have that, I won't be devastated by the loss of anything else. I will lift up my head anyway. 
Amen. That's what's happening here. Amen. Do you know what he is saying? He says this, I see that the one of the reasons I'm so downcast of the events of my life that have made me wonder and all of the other things that have happened is I see are certain things I've been putting my hopes in. Again, we do not know what they are in Psalm chapter 42. <laughs> Amen. But what we realize is that he directed hope in God. Amen. Sometimes we need to redirect, you know. I mean, I thank God, you know, if everything goes well in your family, praise God. But let me tell you, the closest people in your family are the one that's going to hurt you the most. Amen. Amen. So, so when that happens, we need to analyze hope. Amen. We need to ask ourselves, okay, where is this hope coming from? In time of dryness. Amen. Maybe we, we are looking at the wrong area for hope. What is your real significance? What are the things that really rest, you really rest in? Amen. Don't rest so much in them. Maybe you need to relocate your hope, shift your hope. That's what he's doing. You know, David, uh, uh, re, allocated his hope, redirect his hope. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So again, sometimes all we need to do is to do some self-examination. Where is our faith? Amen. Amen. Our faith, our hope is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Again, he sees things that he has put in his hope and, and that, that he's going to be able to sustain his soul unless he hopes in God. Amen. So again, let's not let things around us, you know, rob us from our hope from God. Amen. Okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about is this. He also remember God's loving kindness. Psalm chapter 2, 42 verse 6. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, and from the hill of Mizah. Amen. Then we jump to verse 8. The Lord will command His loving kindness in daytime. And in the night, His song shall be with me. Hallelujah. Okay. So notice it. He remembers. Amen. Sometimes all we need to do is to remember how good the Lord has been. Amen. He is thinking about God's loving kindness. Remember the time how He cleansed you, how He saved you, how He brought someone along your path to teach you a Bible study. Amen. When you think about the loving kindness of God, that loving kindness in Hebrew means covenant faithfulness, unmerited grace, unconditional love. He's thinking about his entire life. You know, when, when, when the sons of Korah bend this down, he's thinking about his entire life. He's thinking about the history of redemption, how, he, how the children of Israel have been redeemed. And that you can find in the 66 love letters called the Bible. In, in this group of people, they have the Torah and history books, but you and I have the 
66 books. You and I heard the gospel. You and I have the spirit of God, the hope of glory in us. Amen. You and I have a better deal. Amen. Amen. You know, you can feel the cleansing power of the Lord. You can feel His love. We can come every Sunday. Amen. And then remind ourselves how good He has been to us. We have seen how the Lord has been good. Amen. He's healed us. You know, He has, 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 has redeemed us. Amen. He's given us the peace of God which surpasses our understanding. He's given us joy. Amen. And then again, I, I want you to understand the sons of Korah here. Amen. They are musicians. Amen. Uh, First Chronicle chapter 6 tells us they are sons of Korah. They were professional musicians full time. Amen. And, and, and notice this, you know, uh, 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 by faith, he said this, I'm going to go back and play my harp again. And sometimes all you need to do is to remember to pick up your guitar and start to play. Amen. Amen. And then he start to remember the grace of God. He start to reanalyze his hope. He's pouring out his soul. And then finally, amen. You know what he do finally? The last point, which is so important. Amen. Here we go. He preached to his heart. Amen. He preached to his heart. <laughs> Amen. He's, you know, again, notice the three reframes are not prayers. He's not talking to God because if he's talking to God, he's, he will be saying things like, oh, uh, why am I cast down? Oh my God. No, he's not talking to us. He's not saying it. Why am I so cast down? Oh, my people. He's saying, why are you so cast down? Oh. My soul, you know, so he began to preach a message for himself. Amen. Amen. You know, again, in times of spiritual dryness, let me share this with you. You know, in times of spiritual dryness, you know, it's time to begin to preach <laughs> to yourself. Amen. Every morning when you wake up, your heart is talking. Oh no, it's ah, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to At some point, you have to grab your heart and say, listen hard and shut up. Amen. And listen. Do you know when to do that? Do you see the balance again? This is not a buck up, but this is, you know what? The first few verses you're talking about, you know, you have listened to your heart and enough of listening to your heart. Now it's time to preach to your heart. Amen. It is time to preach. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm going to share this slide with you and I thought this is so cool. You see, uh, 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 you'll never get out of spiritual dryness unless you learn how to do this. He has listened to his heart. He has poured his heart. He has analyzed his hope and he has thought about the grace of God. And one point he stopped listening to his heart and start talking to his heart. Amen. That's why sometimes we need to start to talk to our heart. You know, I don't get you heart. You know, you got everything going on with you. You know, you have eternal hope. You know, you have all the things that, 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 you know, that will, 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 what do you call that? Cause you to be happy, you know, hope in God. Jesus Christ is coming back again. This is not our home. You know, you just got to preach a message to yourself. Amen. Amen. Preach, you know, again, you have listened to your heart and that's fine. You know, in fact, before you can preach to anybody, in fact, before you can minister to anybody, the first thing that you will need to do is to listen. Amen. Listen to where they are at. And you have listened to your heart. Amen. That's fine. But there comes a point in time, 
where you have, you know, uh, uh, you have, you've listened to your heart and you recognize that that is false hope. You recognize that, you know, when you listen carefully, you know, those things that is coming out from your mouth is, is things that are not true. <laughs> and, 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 and you need then to learn how to preach the grace of God to yourself. Amen. I say again, you need to learn how to preach the grace of God to yourself. If you cannot preach to yourself, don't try to preach to anyone else. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, okay, you know, you're hearing all your heart talking during the week and you're getting fed up, you know, things are not changing. And guess what you need to do? It's time now. Okay, I heard you. I heard you talk hard. Now let me talk to you hard. Just shut up and let me listen to me. Amen. Why are you like this? You've forgotten this. You've forgotten this. Do you not know how to do that? Amen. Again, it is so important for us, the people of God, to learn how to preach to yourself, to learn how to encourage ourselves. Amen. Notice the realism of this Psalms. He says, you know, hope in God. Amen. Uh, hope in God. Amen. Again, we all need to tell ourselves this, hope in God. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. You know, I will praise Him. You know, if you look carefully, amen. Let me show you this scripture real quickly. You know, if you look carefully, you know, you see a progression, you know, from Psalms chapter 42, verse 5, amen. Many people didn't pick it up, but I'm going to show it to you real quickly. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance, His countenance. And when you read verse 11, it's different. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance. Amen. It's getting personal. He's getting it. Amen. That's what is actually happening. He's getting it. Amen. Oh, that means, you know what he's saying? Oh, I can feel him. I can, I can begin to lift up my face. I begin to lift up my heart. I begin to open my spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. But again, I, I, I want you to understand this real quickly. You know, in Psalms 42 and 43, amen. They haven't had Jesus Christ, Christ come yet. They haven't had the word of God, the 66 word of God like you and I have. Amen. Let me remind you. Amen. Let me remind you when you read Psalms 42 and 43, you know, Jesus Christ did this for us. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Amen. Jesus did it so that, you know, we can sense His presence so that you and I can be filled with His Spirit. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. And then when you read, where is your God? The Bible tells us because Jesus Christ is so near. Amen. He became our sacrifice as a man. He bought the price for us. He bought the loss feeling of God. Amen. He paid the price. He was our substitute so that you and I can feel God, that you and I can have the Spirit of God in us and through us. Amen. And then every time, you know, when you feel that you have been forgotten to God, but look at the cross, it says this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. The cross reminds me that it is finished. The cross reminds me now I can come boldly before the throne of grace. Amen. The cross may 
made it possible that I don't need to go to a temple to once a year to the Holy of Holies and only the high priest can go into the Holies of Holies. Now I can enter in. I want you to be encouraged. This Psalms 42 and 43 will become more important as the New Testament Christian. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is in us. Amen. Hallelujah. All these people saw it from afar, but you and I can experience it now. It's the time where true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I, when I read this, I, it dawned on me when I read it. I am a New Testament believer. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I was bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Amen. I don't know about you, but I come running. I come running into His presence, even though I don't feel Him. I will make a place of worship. I will make an altar before Him. Amen. I will do what's right by Him. Amen. Hallelujah. I will dance. I will shout. Amen. Because He paid it all. Amen. And I'll press in a little bit. Though it's my summer father, receive it. I don't need to get a response. But if you're to respond, praise God. If you're not to respond, I will praise you. I will praise you. I will praise you. I will pour my Myself out as an offering unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I come today to tell you this. If you're feeling dry, if you're feeling like God is a million miles away, keep on pushing in. Amen. Keep on pushing in. Remember, pour out your soul unto the Lord. Analyze your hope. Your, maybe you are disillusioned because you put your hope in wrong things. And remember the loving kindness of God. Amen. Remember the loving kindness. You are doing this not because you're going to become an apostle Paul. You are doing this because of his loving kindness. Oh, I still remember a rebellious child. Oh, someone who gives the parents heartache. Someone who cannot forgive himself. And that person is me. How he cleansed me. How he saved me. How he put his Holy Ghost in me. If God never does anything, I shall praise him. I shall praise Him. And then also you need to start begin to be a preacher of your heart. Yes, yes, yes. So many times we listen to our heart and, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't. We listen. It's a good starting place. But at the end of the day, you need to say, oh soul, why are you so downcast? Hope in God. Hope in God. Hope in God. Because you don't expect someone to come and encourage you if you can't even encourage yourself. Amen. Come on. It's time that, that we need to preach the word of God. And then, you know what would happen? Your countenance will change. Amen. Amen. You start to start to feel God. Amen. You start to, to feel His Spirit reaching out to you. He start to, you know, to, to feel something. I feel something. I feel something. And you respond to that. You respond to that. If not, go deeper. You know, one of the things that I've said to a lot of people is say, you know, when do you fast? You don't fast when the bridegroom is near. You fast when you feel that he's afar off. <laughs> Amen. So that's the key. You know, uh, uh, don't go on a fast because pastor is telling you, go on your personal fast because Lord, I miss the sense of your presence. It's not because of a religious act. It's because of your devotion. Oh, my soul. 
repent. Amen. Are you, are you dying of thirst for his presence? If you are dying for thirst, then let's, let's stretch a little bit more and know this, that your season will not last. Amen. Your season will not last. In this period of time, you learn how to pour out your spirit. You learn how to create intimacy with God. Amen. You learn how to reach out with him. You learn how to sing spiritual songs. Amen. I will sing until I feel something. I will praise you until I feel something. I will fast. Amen. Because I, I am dying because I cannot feel you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we just leave our voice right now? Let's let our voice out for a moment. Come on, let your voice out for a moment. God, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Lord, I need you, Jesus, God. Lord, with all this disruption, Lord, with all this disillusionment, Lord, with all this depriving of my sleep, Lord, maybe I've been watching things like Netflix, God. I've been staying up late, God, and I'm so tired that I cannot even focus, Lord. Lord, I don't even know how to pour out much. I've substituted your presence, oh God, with an idol. Father, right now, God, I'm tearing down that idol. I'm coming back to you. I want to hear your, your small voice, God. I want to send your presence, God. I want you to ping back to me, God. Lord, I need that ping, God. I need that presence, Lord. Like a deer panted for the water, God, I long for you. And God, your word says, be wary not in well-doing in due time. You will reap, and I claim it right now, Father. I claim it right now in the name of Jesus. Let us continue to pursue after you. Let us continue to press in. Let let us continue to reach out to you. Lord, I can feel you right now. I can feel you. I can feel your nearness of your presence and I respond to you, oh God. I love you, Father. I love you, God. I love you. I love you. Amen, amen. You know what? You know, I made a video and, and, and this song really ministered to me when I was feeling low. You know, again, I, I want to share this song with you and I want you to, you know, for a moment, read the lyrics of the song and just worship the Lord. Amen. It's, some, it's a song that some of us will remember. It's like, I think it's the, uh, the you know, it's called Yet Where I Praise Thee. Amen. I, I want you to take a moment and, and worship together with me as we listen to this song right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just lift our hands right now. Just thank the Lord for He is worthy to be praised. Amen. Father, we sense your sweetness of your presence. Father, I pray. God, as we, Lord, end today's service, let us not leave your presence, God. You'll never leave us, nor forsake us. God, there is an entrance to the holies of holies, but there is no exit. So God, let us continue to stay in your presence, God. Lord, 24-7. Even though, God, I cannot sense you, I'm going to press in. I'm going to push in because, God, you have already done so much for us. Amen. God, I, I, I pray, God, for those people that are going through this dry season, Lord, that pretty soon, God, their souls will be restored that you will lead them to still waters. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, God, let us not continue to lose, God, that passion and that thirst for you. I'm asking, God, that all those that are watching online, you watch over them, Lord. You protect them, Father, protect them. Lord, that, Lord, may there be a covering over them, God. Lord, and God, during this period of time, God, that you help us be creative to recreate, God, a place of worship, to make an altar, God, everywhere we go, to remind ourselves, God, how much, God, we need you. Lord, again, bless all those that are watching online. Lord, again, in Jesus' name, Lord, we end this service and all God's people say, Amen. God bless every one of you.